What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Getting Up. I know it's been a it's been a hot minute. A lot has changed. I am now recording this podcast in Austin, Texas. The last time I recorded an episode, I was in Los Angeles. But you guys, I am so pumped for this episode because I realized I haven't brought on a female guest. So this is my first female guest, and she's also my friend, and she goes by Kelly Slade. Not only is she a brand creator, influencer, stylist, FITM graduate, social media marketing manager, she's also just a genuinely kind human being who is so really honest and has the biggest heart. And I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I honestly just want to dive in because I feel like I don't even know your story. Like I, so all I know is that you were born and raised in Chico, right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Uh, yeah, Northern, Northern California. Northern Cali. Okay, yeah. so we're both from Northern Cali and we both moved to downtown LA from Northern Cali. Yeah, that's crazy. And we're both fire signs. That's three things <laughs> that we have in common. <laughs> I love that for us. Um, so my experience moving to downtown LA was, I'm sure, a lot different from yours. You moved for for school, is that correct, for FITM? Yeah. Okay. I kind of just moved to LA on a whim. I mean, I knew I wanted to pursue music, but I kind of was just like, fuck it, I'm going to move to LA. So I'm curious, how hard was it to move from Northern Cali for you to like go into downtown LA? Um... Well, I was just more than ready to like, you know, start the next chapter. And I had actually gotten my associate's degree prior to going to FITM. So FITM was kind of like my second tier of schooling. And I was like, knew I wanted to be in fashion. And I was like, if I'm going to do it, I got to move to LA. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like found some roommates and I actually moved like downtown, kind of like near the school, but not like school living. Right. Um, but yeah, it was really hard. I luckily met like a few really cool people that I instantly like resonated with and we had a lot in common. We both went to the same school um, and she's from the East Coast. So, mm-hmm. you know, he moved even further. So I almost felt like I was more like comfortable because I'm like from the same state. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, yeah, I ended up getting like a dog and like that kind of made things a little bit easier. Um, but you yeah, got a dog was... when you first moved to downtown? <laughs> yeah. Well, How's it was that? like it was like five months in and I was like, I just really think I need a dog. Like I'm kind of lonely. I don't really know what to do. And I grew up with dogs my whole life. So I was like, yeah, this could be the move. Um, so yeah, I just got like a little dog and it ended up being like a lot more work than I thought, but <laughs> right, right. Yeah. She, she helped me like get through some hard times, but yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, did you always want to get into fashion? Was that always like a dream for you since you're a kid or is that um, something that you like kind of found out later in life for you? I kind of always knew. Um, looking back, I originally tried to do hair because I was like, well, I'm going to like go to hair school. And then when I moved to LA to go to fashion school, I'll just do hair on the side while I go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up finishing hair school, got my cosmetology license, um, did like a little. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You got your cosmetology license too? Yeah. This is, okay. This is all. Okay. Just so my getting up community knows, like I have no, like I'm going to have to listen back because I don't know any of what you're tell everything is like new to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have you also have a cosmetology license yeah which takes how how many years does that take to get um I think it was like mm, 10 months it was only 10 months oh that's not bad yeah and so you that- did that while you were in Chico yeah okay yeah. okay so right out of high school I went to cosmetology license with my best friend mm-hmm. um, and then after I graduated, I like did an apprenticeship for a while. And I was like, wow, I really don't like doing this. <laughs> so I was right. like, okay, I found out that 
um, Chico offered like a fashion program and I jumped right on that and I was like, okay, perfect. Got my um, associate's degree there for fashion merchandising. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, I felt kind of stuck. Like I couldn't really go anywhere with it there. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, FITM is still the plan. Gonna make it happen. And so I moved to LA. Wow. And did your parents support you through this whole process? Oh, absolutely. Like, my parents are awesome. They were super supportive. Um, Obviously, sad to see me go because, like, my whole family lives up north. Like, no Mm -hmm. one ever moved away. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of the first one to just, like, separate. Yeah. They were supportive the whole time. And, you know, they helped me through some hard times. Wow. So I'm, I've never actually been to Chico. Like I'm honestly, I'm kind of central Cali. You're more <laughs> North. <laughs> You're more Northern Cali than I am, but I'm curious. Is it like super tiny just cause I don't, I have no idea what Chico's even like. Is it like a college? I know there's a college there, right? There's a university. Yeah. It, it's pretty small. Um, like population. I mean, yeah. What, what do you think? I, I don't even know what the population is, honestly, but small enough to where you run into people you know everywhere. Right. <laughs> like my town is like one Starbucks, one McDonald's, one high school. That's how tiny uh, like where I bigger, grew up was. Yeah. <laughs> a little bigger than that, but Okay. Yeah. For the most part, you know, definitely smaller than LA. And you grew up like on a ranch? I did. That- okay. Yeah. What was that like? Um, I mean, it was great looking back, you know, you don't realize how good you have it. Like, I remember just wanting to be in the city and like, you know, mm-hmm. I've been to SF a few times, like visiting and I was like, wow, I just love the city. I just love the buzz of all the people and places and things I haven't seen before. Right. Um, <clears throat> so getting out of the country was like so nice for me. And, you know, it wasn't until I moved to LA that I realized how many people wish they grew up in the country or like had that experience and I'm like wow I had that and I think I maybe took it for granted a little bit yeah for sure and I feel like it shapes who you are too that's why I want to like dive more into your your upbringing because I feel like that shapes us until we turn a certain age and realize we can now become the person that we want to be um so I feel the same way like I didn't exactly grow up on a ranch, but I definitely had a chicken coop for a while <laughs> and I hated it so much. <laughs> not ex- not having chickens, but just my mom would make like a chore for us to go get eggs and they're like, just, it wasn't the cleanest thing to do and it wasn't the funnest. Yeah. So, but honestly, like when I first met you and I've told you this before, you have like such a childlike spirit and like, I feel like you have the biggest heart. So I feel like that had to do with, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but did that have anything to do with like maybe how your parents raised you or just growing up in Chico? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, my parents were very like, they're both entrepreneurs. So (laughs) right off the bat, I already kind of had that mindset in me. Um, But for when it comes to like being loving, like we kind of you know, they just supported every kind of like thought or venture I wanted to do. Um, Mm -hmm. They also, you know, I have pictures of me wearing like cheetah pants with like a zebra top or like, you know, I had the freedom to kind of just be who I wanted to be. And I, you know, I, I wasn't set to do anything specific. Like I was able to just kind of express myself. And I feel like that is something super important. Mm. And what type of, um, what how would you explain yourself like in high like what type of person do you feel like you were in high school were you like outgoing like were you a part of like sports teams or were you more like artsy um I would definitely say a little bit of both um I did cheerleading I did softball I did volleyball I did track I so I did a lot of sports um but then I also took like ceramics class three years in a row Interesting. And then I like, I mean, I got like best dressed for like the yearbook. Like I was always putting together like interesting kind of out there outfits. And that was just like a big hobby of mine, like right off the bat. And I still do that. I love that. Yeah. Do you feel like you'd still be where you are today if your parents weren't as supportive with you? 
Um, honestly, probably not. I, I mean, I kind of, I feel like initially just like having like someone that I feel like a lot of people's families are, I mean, I don't want to say broken, but they don't mm-hmm. have as great of upbringings as I've had. And I'm right. super grateful and fortunate for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff that trauma comes from. And it's kind of hard to get out of it. And it takes a while to like, you know, kind of learn from that and just try to do your best. Right. What do you feel like is the biggest lesson that your parents taught you? Um, I would say not being afraid to fail. And mm. I... I still struggle with that because that's kind of one of my biggest fears. But, you know, my mom has told me they're pretty successful, Mm -hmm. um, but they have told me like it doesn't come without, you know, failures. And that's just like the perfect time to learn is from failure. So I kind of carry that. Yeah, I love that. Um, Who did you look up to the most while growing up? Um, hmm. I mean, I would definitely say my mom, like she's independent woman, like, you know, she's, she, so she's in real estate. Um, she has mm-hmm. her brokerage and, you know, I've, I watched her, you know, struggle sometimes, but she always like made it through. She was tough, you know, she's really strong. And I think that that set a really good example for me and my siblings. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Now I know you have a brand, which blows my mind that I found out about it way later after meeting you. (laughs) So you started a brand during COVID? Yes. And it's called Ravaged? Ravaged. Okay. So how did you even come up with the name or even for like to go back even further, how long have you been thinking about creating a brand? before you even actually started it? Um, So actually when I was graduating high school, we did like a senior project about like building like, you know, whatever kind of like self-employed business. And I did like a storefront and I was like, oh yeah, like this is cute. I could have like a little clothing store or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I ended up going to, so after I graduated from FITM, I was like, oh, actually, I want to be a buyer for a big corporate company. I think that that could take me places and be a cool experience. Um, And I could not get a job. Like, I could not land a position anywhere. They wanted someone with experience. And I was like... After FITM? Yeah. And I was like, I can't get experience if no one gives me a chance. Wait, was that... That wasn't a requirement? Like, community service to, like, in... Like, you know, high school does, like, community service. They didn't require you guys to do that? Um, we did do work experience. Um, Mm. and I did it, I actually got recommended by my buying teacher to Mm. work in a showroom. And so I did do work experience in a showroom, but that was the opposite of buying. Um, Mm -hmm. but that was great. And I actually ended up getting a job doing that. Um, but I still kind of knew it wasn't for me. And then, um, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start something of my own. I, you know, I'm not really getting anywhere with like trying to get hired anywhere. And I just have a lot of ideas that I want to express and explore. And, you know, even if it fails, at least I could say I tried. And so during, <laughs> during COVID, well, it was yeah. actually a month before COVID, I started my business and then COVID happened. So it was like, oh, okay, well, let me just re-navigate and see how I'm going to make this work now that everything is online and people can't like you can't really see anyone (laughs) right um yeah I just kind of started doing uh like tie-dye stuff bleach wash stuff uh sweat sets more loungewear because that's what everything everyone was wearing at the time with COVID um Mm -hmm. yeah and then it kind of just started to transform into something else so um I'm actually re I've rebranded and I'm relaunching October 22nd so very excited about that. Wow. What were like some of the challenges that you faced when you first like even started Ravaged? Oh my gosh, there were so many. Um, well, so first off, I just want to say, even though I went to school for this, oh, and I also got my bachelor's degree in business after FITM. So 
that kind of like also kind of set the background of like starting this um but school doesn't really prepare you for anything (laughs) when it comes to like starting your own business it was right I had to like self-teach myself everything um and through what like YouTube or Google or what were you um I would say everything um mostly through Google I would just be like okay what can I do to do this or like okay my whole business was my website was Shopify and I had to like watch tons of tutorials on how to work Shopify. And now I'm like an expert at Shopify, which is great. Um, But yeah, at first it was like really stressful and I wasn't sure what I was doing, but I was just doing it anyways. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, it also helps though that my parents are both entrepreneurs. So I had them as like an excellent soundboard for any questions that I had or, you know, they, right. they they don't understand like the fashion market or anything like that but they, mm-hmm. they do understand business and so that was helpful um I think one of the main challenges was that there was so much change going on in the world at that time with COVID that right. I, I wasn't sure what the market even needed or what they wanted so I really had to just test it out and see how it went right how did you even like stay focused or do you feel like ravage is kind of like a distraction from what was going on outside of like in the in the world at that time um I think it was a really good outlet for me and Mm -hmm. it was fun and then you know we did I started doing really well and people were responding super good to it and all the while I was I was working full-time as a fashion stylist remotely while I was doing this what is that's see this is all foreign to me so I'm <laughs> like you're gonna have to break this down for me so like what exactly does that like entail like what do you do um as, like from so, home so um at the time I worked for a subscription box company called the daily look and okay. it's kind of like a stitch fix which I also used to work for stitch fix but um yeah so they're based in LA and um basically it's a subscription box and they have like stylists behind it's all on an admin platform Mm -hmm. online so I would just like style people I had a steady clientele and it was basically through that business Mm -hmm. um so after I would be done styling for the day I would work on Ravaged and that was basically it so Ravaged is like your baby yeah yeah it's like that side hustle baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, honestly, like, holy shit, you had so many different jobs. Out of all of the jobs that you've had, what do you feel like was the your favorite? Hmm. Like, That's which one would you do? Like, even if you didn't get paid to do it? Um, probably none of them, if I'm being honest. I... I'm not very good at being complacent in one place. And I feel like there's always more. So Mm -hmm. I'm always kind of probably going to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I just haven't even experienced where I'm supposed to be yet, if that makes sense. But I have a feeling it's going to be ravaged when it's, you know, a little bit more established. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. So ravage, what does ravage mean to you? Um, so kind of circling back to where the name came from, uh, I had four names or five names picked out at the time. And, you know, I, I would basically ask like 20 of my closest friends or people that were in the industry. And I sent everyone a survey. And from mm-hmm. there, the most people picked ravaged for the name. And so I was like, all right, ravaged it is. Um, and really where that comes from is like ravaged kind of means like used, kind of destroyed, distressed, messed up, like Mm -hmm. maybe, and that was kind of where the brand was. Like it was bleach wash. It would have like distressing, um, you know, I, and it actually started out as an eco-friendly brand where I would like flip thrifted items. And so everything was, um, secondhand too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that's worn, but not ruined. And like, you know, it kind of has a lot of different avenues with the name. No, I like it. I've never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. I thought it was super unique. Thank you. I was like, this is incredible. I'm curious, how do you disconnect and when you do disconnect? Well, then how important is that to you? 
Um, so I try. So I work as a social media marketing manager now. So it does get hard to disconnect now that my job is to be on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I do, I definitely like to either like a go to the beach, kind of just like leave my phone, not be on it too much. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I journal a lot. And so what do you journal about? I'm curious. Everything. I like <laughs> do I do not restrict myself on my journaling. I write about anything that's coming to my mind or anything okay. to let out. Like it doesn't even it doesn't have boundaries at all. <laughs> okay, cuz I journal too, but it's not I feel like okay, I think sometimes I'll dump stuff just like but most of the time I'm usually writing like affirmations. Oh. Or like a gratitude list. So I write things that I want to see for myself in the future. Mm-hmm. Like if I want like a condo in Echo Park or like, you know, like certain things. It could be internally ex- like a relationship, whatever it is that I see for myself. That's kind of what I journal. So I feel like my journaling is more uh, affirmation based mm-hmm. and manifestation based. So I yours is more that. of like, um, would you say it's more like therapy, like therapeutic? Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah more therapeutic Mm -hmm. I also have a gratitude journal um but I haven't been using it lately and I think it's because I kind of have just been merging everything into my regular journaling so yeah Yeah. no I have so many journals and I just grab whatever one (laughs) (laughs) I just I'm a journal junkie I guess yeah so the post that I was talking about you just turned 28 and you said my biggest year of growth thus far Ooh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of And you were asking, this is who I truly am. You were questioning, is this who I truly am? Is this who I want to become? Why am I friends with this person? Do I actually enjoy doing this? What is the point of all this? And then you talk about how valuable and how short life is. So it seems like that was a pretty big moment for you. Mm-hmm. Who do you feel who do you feel like you truly are today? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, I definitely feel like I'm always evolving. I do remember writing that post now because I was, that was like a turning point where I was like, should I continue doing Ravaged? Like, what, mm. what what's, what's going to be the end goal of Ravaged? Like, where is it going? Like, is this mm. what I really want to do? Should I be seeking a different avenue? Um, so yeah, I'm kind of, I'm always changing. And so I think be, the fear of being complacent in one spot is, like, always keeping me, like, having these ideas over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've slowly started to realize that I I can't really be, you know, pinholed into one place. I'm kind of a little bit of everything. And, that, yeah. and that's kind of, like, where I struggle with, like, finding a niche in business and stuff because I love everything. And um, it's just a little bit hard for me to narrow it down. Right. I definitely resonate with that. Like, I feel like I have to be just like, if I want to pursue songwriting, I can, I only have to do that. Like, yeah. And it's not, and it's funny because it's like, you don't really have to do that. It's kind of like, I feel like for me, at least, it's society. I don't know if it's the same for you. Right. Or maybe like social media, but also like, I've gone through seasons where I'm like deleting everything on my bio (laughs) because I'm like, I don't have to write everything that I do on here. I could just put whatever the hell I feel like. So I'm constantly asking myself, like, do I even like this? Or do I like this because everybody else likes this? Right, right. So is do you feel like it's it has to do with, like, the people that you surround yourself with, social media, society? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's a combination of all those things. Um, and, you know, it's kind of crazy to look back at, like, where you were a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was like just moving back to LA from everything that happened with COVID and like you know how hard was that for you I it I wouldn't say it was hard I mean I went through like the worst breakup of my whole life at the same time as I moved Mm -hmm. to LA and then I also during the pandemic well it was after the pandemic was kind of over so okay it was I mean it was 2021 so yeah I mean October 2021 I moved back to LA Mm -hmm. and 
my boyfriend broke up with me. I was starting a new job. Like there were so many changes so quickly that mm-hmm. I just had to like adapt very quickly. And right. I would actually say that's one of my strengths is like whenever challenges are thrown my way, I'm pretty good at figuring out how to deal with it. Right. Yeah. What do you feel like got you through that breakup? Because I also went through a breakup, a pretty bad break. Pretty no, I'm gonna be like super honest. I I went through like a really hard breakup, and then the pandemic hit on top of that, right? And I'm like living with her in a townhome oh. in North Hollywood. <laughs> oh my god! And like the lease is still like you know we just signed this lease like not too long ago. So like, what got you through that? Because for me, I know it was just, I honestly would just take off. I just took off. I went to Big Bear for a week. I took off to Napa for a week. I did my first solo trip to Colorado. So, like, what did you do um, to get you through that breakup? Wow, that, that's amazing. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like traveling and staying busy, like, that was yeah. a good move on your part. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I really wanted to do that, but I had just started a new job and stuff. So I was like, well, okay, like I'm, I'm stuck, like I'm here. And I also live alone. So it's like, wow, you're, you're really alone now. (laughs) Right. No. um, Yeah. And did you live with him, uh, when Um, you guys were together? No, he, so I lived up North with my sister and I moved back and he lives here. So, okay. Um, it was like, oh, good. Like we can spend more time together. It was all good things. And then right. I was just kind of blindsided, but, mm-hmm. um, but I think what got me through it is really after that relationship, I realized I completely lost myself and I was like, who, right. who am I without this person? You know, right. and so that's kind of like when my like personal growth self journey kind of started happening and, mm-hmm. It's been, a, it's been a year now and I'm still doing that and I'll probably forever be, you know, just trying to be the best version of myself. But so, yeah, yeah I would say running, going outside, walking, right. hanging out with friends, just like being busy has really helped. Right. Um, but yeah. No, same. I went to like one therapy session <laughs> and I honestly didn't even do it for myself. I did it because of her. And then I realized I don't need therapy. I could just take my ass out and run and deal with my, but like everyone has, you know, their, their ways. I feel like therapy can be helpful to right. other people. I think it just depends on you. Yeah. But no, I, I tried therapy also and it didn't mm-hmm. really, it didn't really resonate with me. I tried a few therapists and I was like, uh, you know, I think that I feel a lot better after my runs or my walks than spending money on a therapist. But I do think it, served its purpose for a little while and helped in some way right yeah no but I think it's definitely more of a positive when you kind of lose yourself like you have no choice but to recreate or reinvent yourself at least that's how I felt yeah um so it was kind of cool it was hard as hell right (laughs) it's like in the moment it's like yeah it's still hard like there's this, yeah, when someone's what, in your life for so long and you just don't have them, it's like, whoa, what do I do? Right. And was that the longest relationship for you? Um, I wouldn't, it wasn't my longest relationship, but it was the most meaningful. And like, mm-hmm. I think that it was like my only like long adult relationship. Same. So, Same. Yeah. <laughs> Well, literally. Now. We're, we're now, though, which is good. <laughs> no, literally the same. But honestly, like, I look back at, like, I don't know, like, this might, may or may not resonate with you, but I look back at, like, every relationship. And the, the one that I went through, this is two years. I've been single now for, like, two years. Um, I feel like every relationship served its purpose. Right. Like, and every every single one of them, like, triggered me something that I needed to work on you know like you go through like the toxic one and then you go through and you have to deal with that one and then you go through the one where you meet the family and it's more like it feels more like a real relationship right yeah um so I feel like every every new relationship it's like a new opportunity to level up romantically yeah do you feel the same 
Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I, I think that's kind of the mindset I had when I, you know, when I was three months after post breakup, I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, there's a lot that I learned from this relationship and that's what I'm taking away from this. And yeah, you know. Yeah. And even now, like I look back at like every partner that I've been with and I'm like, I wish them well. Like I honestly, yeah. I hope that they're thriving. Like I have no hate. And I feel like that comes with like doing like the, your own inner work. Yeah. Like I didn't realize it because before it wasn't like that. It had you met. And I think I told you this too. I was like, had you met me two years before, I would not be the same person that you're speaking with if I didn't go and point the arrows inward because I was always blaming, you know, the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. I Exactly. Same with me. Exactly. Same with me. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So now you're in, you're living, so you're living in LA or Beverly Hills. You're yeah. living in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and you have a dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have a dog and a cat. <laughs> My two babies, yes. And you're a social media marketing manager and you're running your own brand still. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like you're challenges right now in life like what's something that you're maybe working on it could be internally or it could be just work life whatever what's something that you're currently working on um I think right now I'm approaching 30 which is like a pretty big milestone for me and so Mm -hmm. it's got me really just thinking about my overall like direction in my life Mm -hmm. no if I stay on this path like where where am I going to end up also the Mm -hmm. friends I have like are these lifelong friends or like are these just you know people that I enjoy their company but there's not really any substance happening within the friendship like what you know you you kind of are who you surround yourself with so Mm -hmm. I've kind of just been evaluating like what is it that I truly want and what is a distraction what is a filler of like, or, you know, I kind of like, don't, I've kind of been not wanting to waste my time lately and been spending more time working on my goals and understanding what it means to not get FOMO when people are out doing things and understand that that's actually not what I want. That would just be a kind of a filler to block towards like prolong where I actually want to be. So, yeah. What are some of your values you feel like currently? I'm very big on honesty. I, at being a Sagittarius, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But really, um, I think that I'm super open-minded and forgiving. And so I just feel like honesty is a big thing that I value. Um, Also, just practicing gratitude, I think, is kind of underrated. Mm. Um. I think a lot of people have been focusing like society has been focusing a lot more on mental health. And Mm -hmm. I think gratitude is a big one. That's, you know, it's simple, but it's something that I think people sometimes forget to practice. How do you practice gratitude? Um, Well, partly in my journaling. Um, Also, I tell people like how much I appreciate them and love them when I get the chance to, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I love that. What's yeah. the, what do you feel like um, is the biggest lesson that your animals have taught you or your fur babies? Sorry, not animals. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're so sweet. Um, I mean, living alone, it's just so like, comforting to just be able to sit there and hang with them and know that they just love being around me and spending time with me. And I feel the same way. And like, they'll follow me around the house. They'll sleep in my bed. Like they're just, (laughs) their their sole purpose is just to like hang out with me. And I'm like, this is so precious. And I want to just give them the world. Like they deserve it. They're so sweet. I love that. I honestly, after meeting you and seeing you with your fur babies, I'm like, oh my God. And not just you, like there's so many people that have animals too, but 
I was like, I need to get a dog. <laughs> but honestly, like with my last, so my last relationship, I we actually adopted a cat together. But I knew going into that, like if we were to part ways, it would, he would go with her. And it was probably one of the hard, I didn't, I never felt attached to a cat until Kiwi. His name is Kiwi. And okay. <laughs> he was a Russian blue and he was the sweetest little boy. And I cried like a baby when I had to say goodbye to him. And I told myself that I'd never get another cat. Because <laughs> oh I, I don't want to replace him. <laughs> and no, no other cat can replace him. It's like one of those things, you know? Yeah. But, oh, gosh. but I, I do want, I definitely have been thinking about getting a dog. Like there's days where I wake up and I'm like, maybe I should just go to the shelter and just pick a damn dog. But, yeah. um, but I also know the responsibility that comes with it. And I feel like I'm barely home and I'm like how unfair would it be for my child to be home without me I guess if I get one it would have to be one that could keep up with me running right yeah because you you run pretty far I do I do okay so everyone has their views on success right Mm -hmm. what what does success look like to you like what would be your definition of like success for you Oh my goodness, that's such a good question because I feel like success has always kind of been looked at like, oh, like you have the career, you have this X amount of money or whatnot. And honestly, Mm. for me, I think success is just being comfortable, like in your skin, yourself and Mm. content with the people around you and the life that you're in, if that makes sense. Um, Also, just being able to have balance and harmony in my life, I think is success. I love that. Do you feel like you have that now or you're close to it? I'm, I feel like I'm very close to that. Like there's something on the horizon that I can feel that's going to be happening soon, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I feel it. I feel it. So hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Like, Looking back, like, how does it blow your mind? Like, did you ever think you'd be, like, where you are today? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I actually, I did. You know, I think that I don't really limit myself. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I can sometimes get imposter syndrome, but I think that that happens to everyone at some point. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I... I feel like I'm destined for more all the time. So I'm not, I'm trying not to limit myself on anything and just remain open-minded. Yeah. I mean, like I keep up with you on social and I'm like, dang, she's always posting creative content (laughs) or just outfits. And I think it's so incredible because I know it probably takes, or I'd imagine it takes hours just to post something. At least it does for me. I don't know. Maybe not for you. But when do you feel the most creative? Like, what is, uh, when's, what's your creative, I guess, process like? Or when do you feel the most creative? Does it happen, like, randomly? Or do you wake up and, like, kind of, like, um, I mean, decide? I would say in the morning, I am the most, like, motivated and creative. Because at the end of the day, I'm kind of drained from all the things that I've been doing. But... Mm-hmm. At the same time, like there's moments where I'll randomly just be like, oh, I'm going to do this or, you know, I, I won't even think about it and I'll start doing it and then it's done. Like, I, I think that at the end of the day, if I don't overthink things and I just do things, I'm a lot happier instead of like spending that amount of time thinking about doing it. Instead, I just do it, you know, kind of like an impulse. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's where my most creative moments happen, too, is just kind of on a whim. Right. <laughs> I felt the impulse to move to Austin, Texas. <laughs> now I'm here. Same, same. And I feel like before I, I didn't allow myself to do that. Yeah. I would kind of like wait. So I feel like that is the best thing to do is just kind of follow it. Like, I feel like everybody knows what feels right for them. Mm-hmm. inside yeah and there's something so empowering and freeing about just 
on an impulse, like doing something like that, like a big move, like that's, you get to explore a new city, meet Mm -hmm. new people. Like that's so refreshing. I love it. Yeah. I fell in love with like moving, honestly, because I'm like, I could get rid of everything that I've purchased and just start over. Like there's something refreshing about, I don't know. I guess I'm a minimalist in a way because I just, I don't like a whole lot of stuff around me. And yeah. I like starting new. Like the way I see it is like you don't have the same car that you had when you were like 20, right? You're driving a completely different car. And it's the same right. thing with a couch, yeah. right? Like I'm sure you don't have the same couch you had when you were 22 or something. Right. I mean, even if you do, it's nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> <laughs> but I guess what I'm trying to say is like everything in your life is temporary. Like yeah. even your like your phone, you're going to get a different phone probably next year. You know, like just everything's temporary. Yeah. Change is inevitable for sure. Is there any books that you felt like really inspired you or really taught you like a really good life lesson that you could think of? There's so many books I've been reading. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say The Power of Habit is. Oh, that's a good book. one. And yeah. that that one, I think I really felt a change when I started, you know, forming new habits mm-hmm. and actually practicing the things that are talked about in that book. Right. That really changed my perspective on a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. The Big Leap is another one. Uh, the Power of Now is a good one. A really good one, yeah. So I think that the, those three are pretty prominent. Um, but yeah. I would definitely recommend those three to anyone who's like wanting to do more like growth in their life. What about somebody who start who wants who's thinking about starting a brand, but they haven't started? What would you say to to that person? Literally, just start. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like that's just like the simplest answer. But like, if you do things wrong, great, you can then like learn and figure out how to do it the right way. And, you know, it might take you a few years, but at least, you know, you're trying and, you know, you never know what's going to happen unless you try, maybe you try it and you don't like it. And then now, you know, you don't like it and you can move forward. So I think just starting is the key. Right. I guess failing too, as much as, yeah, I mean, honestly, failing is like such, it's literally just a lesson. Like, okay, that didn't work. Let's pivot. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, th- the thing about failure is I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe people need validation from other people and they're afraid that someone sees them fail, then they're, right. you know, so I think that that would be the main issue with that. No, same for me. It's not about necessarily failing because I know I'm going to gain something. It's about mm-hmm. people watching me like, not continue the business that I started during the pandemic. Right. right. Yeah. But, but for me, it was a completely different reason why I've realized that I like cooking and I enjoy it. And like, I like cooking for friends and stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. want to pursue it as a business. Right. It's not something that I wanted to continue. It was just something kind of like a friend was like, Oh, you sh- you should start a fucking vegan company. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah it was fun while it lasted (laughs) and then I was like yeah this is not fun (laughs) I don't think I want to continue this but I think that it's okay to like that's the whole point of just trying things out and dabbling in different things like you you've clearly dabbled in so many different things and realized like you didn't want to do hair and you know yeah and and now you're here with ravaged and you're you're even like changing it right like it's yeah becoming something different than when it was in the pandemic and you're adding yeah. jewelry right mm-hmm. yeah which is pretty cool yeah so I love that what what do you think is your favorite thing about living in LA Ooh, uh, that's so hard to answer. <laughs> um I actually think it's the people that I meet Yes. I think everyone in LA is trying to make something of themselves Mm. and it's motivating to surround yourself with people like that because you don't feel alone in the venture of like trying to do something more. I felt 
pretty isolated where I was from and I was like, okay, um, I don't want to move in and get married and have kids right away. Like that's not even in my plan. I want to like explore more. I want to, I love the culture here. Um, Yeah. Mostly I would say the people for sure. I say the same thing. Yeah. I literally am like just the creative, like the hustle and bustle. Like there's something Uh so like infectious about it when I was, when I was there. I mean, I was there for 10 years. You've been there for seven years? Seven, seven years, yeah. Seven years. There's something about, especially if you're creative, I feel like it's different if you move to LA and you're not really pursuing acting or fa- like, you know, something. Because mm-hmm. then you're just kind of living in the chaos. Right. But if you're pursuing like something in that city, it's the best city. I, I don't know. I could be biased. But... it's just something about like every person that I meet is like just such a hustler like even meeting you and I'm like I didn't even know you know (laughs) I honestly didn't had no clue until like I got to hang out with you and then I followed you on social and I started seeing like oh she has a business and I'm like oh wow like I would have never known yeah um so that's I think that's really cool and um yeah, that's moving to Austin has definitely shifted my perspective and made me appreciate LA a lot more. But yeah. I I definitely you mentioned you don't want to get married or have kids. Yeah, it's it's not really in it's my not in the cards plan. for you. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, that's something that I've always wanted. But now I'm starting to ask myself, is it something that I really want or is it something that I want just because society is like saying right. Right. So it's some it's it's funny now because like I'm gonna be 30 next year, so we're kind of pretty close in age. Um, so I'm starting to question myself a lot more and be like, do I actually want this, or do I want this because everybody else is doing this? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I love mean, and that. you know, that could always that could always change. Like in the future, like you know, maybe you meet someone that changes your whole perspective. Like that's kind of what a lot of people say happens but as of right now I'm very I'm you know that's kind of my belief yeah well I feel like you're always on the go (laughs) true like how do I have a dog my poor dog like come with me (laughs) but you're also such a free like spirit and I love that about you like you're just you just do whatever you want (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's fun to watch. I like live <laughs> through you, through like <laughs> through your life, because <laughs> I kind of have the same routine that I do every day. <laughs> but I'm like in a completely different, I feel like path, and you like we're all on our own path, you know. So yeah, but okay. So last final questions. So if money didn't matter at all and you had a whole day to do anything that you wanted to do what would you do it could be anywhere in the world and you could do whatever you wanted what would you be doing wow that (laughs) is a great question I don't know why but the first thing that came to mind is jet skiing in the ocean (laughs) that sounds fun actually have you been so fun I've never been in the ocean just on the lake but Wait, so I've actually done it in South Lake Tahoe. Does that count? Yeah. I mean, that's a lake, right? I mean, whatever. There's waves, kind of. No, honestly, those waves are, like, massive, too. It kind of was scary. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because when I had hit a wave, it felt like I was hitting a wall. Oh, my god! But it was so fun at the same time. Like, that just – I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. That just sounds really, like, refreshing and fun and adventurous and freeing. I don't know. I like that. But where? Where? What um, What ocean? maybe I don't I don't I don't I don't care honestly <laughs> I don't care anywhere <laughs> any ocean and actually I noticed that I was gonna bring that up I feel like a lot of your posts like are at the beach is that your happy place would you say that's your happy place um I don't know if I would say it's my happy place but it's definitely a place I go to to find clarity and that's sometimes yeah. just where I want to be it's calming it helps me get my mind right um but yeah I love that yeah so 
Is there anything that you would like to share with the Getting Up community that I, maybe I didn't let you share um, before we end this episode? Yeah. I mean, if anyone wants to kind of follow my journey or connect or anything like that, um, I'm on Instagram. So you could find me personally at it's Callie Slade. Or you can also follow Ravaged, my clothing brand, at Ravaged the Label. Okay, last question. What are you most grateful for today? Um, I would say our conversation. <laughs> I'm, like, really grateful that we have connected and LA brought us together and that you have this podcast so we can, like, share our experiences for other people. Because I'm sure it resonates with other people as well. So I'm just grateful that we have this connection. Is this your first podcast ever? It is. Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for doing this and taking the time out of your busy, busy day and busy schedule. Of course. And I can't wait to see what Ravaged becomes. (laughs) And I'm excited for the launch date and everything. And I'm proud of you, honestly. I'm really just watching you. Thank proud you. Proud of you. And I'm grateful too that we that we got to meet and we got to connect. So I yeah. appreciate you. Same. And I hope we get to connect again soon. And we deaf will. We deaf will. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it resonated with you in some way, or I hope that you're able to take something from this episode. I know I definitely did. And I just love and value Kelly so much as a friend. And I hope that you connect with her and follow her on social and tell her how much you really enjoyed this episode. And I will see you guys on the next episode of Getting Up.